You are listening to the Central Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. Hi, I'm Pastor Adam Burton, and thank you for tuning in to this week's message. Before we get to it, though, I would love for you to join us for Church Online each Sunday morning at 1045. You can watch on our website at cbcmaysville.com or on our Facebook page at Central Baptist Church. Also, if you are local, we would love for you to join us in person each Sunday at 1045. We are located right on the banks of the Ohio River in the east end of Maysville, Kentucky at 437 Central Avenue. If we can pray for you, reach out to us on our website at cbcmaysville.com or on our prayer hotline. That number is 305-707-PRAY. That's 305-707-7729. I hope you enjoy this message. Well, if you were here uh, last week, we began our series looking at worship, how we are uh, created to to worship. And so last week, kind of an introductory uh, uh, message, one defining what worship is is for it's one of those words we use in the church a, a, a lot of times but but it's when you know when we sit down to write you know write it out in pencil and paper it, it's like I'm not really sure what exactly worship is and so our working definition of worship is this it is our response to God's revelation of who he is and what he has done so we saw that that God reveals himself to us. And he does that, one, through creation. He does that, two, through his holy word. And he does that, three, through the Holy Spirit. And then lastly, we see that God reveals himself through his son, Jesus. And this is going to be the, the focus of our time this morning, or the title of this message is that the freedom to worship. We have the freedom to worship. We have access to, 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 to God himself that is, is different than, than those in the, in the Old Testament. Uh, for we know that when God spoke to Moses, he had him construct the, the tabernacle. And it was within that tabernacle where, where God dwelt and and people met, met God. But, but not everyone had access to God. In fact, that was given to the, the, to the role of, of the priest, right? Of Moses' brother Aaron, right? And his sons on down. And so the priests were the only ones that could, that could encounter, that had access to God. And they, they went to God on behalf of, of his people, but they didn't go however they wanted. No, they, they had to approach God in, in, a, in, in a certain manner. So they, they had to be consecrated in, in a specific manner. They, they had to wear uh, the, the, the sacred garments with, whenever they entered the tabernacle. It looked something like, like, like this. Now, I mean, could you imagine me coming into... Uh, um, to, you know, coming out of the baptistry with my uh, wet sleeves and wearing... Um, Wearing, wearing that, um, yeah, it gets a little, a little odd. Um, but, but they were required to, they were required to wear these garments. They had to burn incense 
on the altar every morning and evening. Right? The, the priests were making you know, essential oils popular before the Instagram influencers. <laughs> they also had to, to wash their hands and, and feet with, from the sacred basin. As a teenager, my mom just wished I would wash my hands and feet regardless of how I would, would do that. But, but God was very particular in, in how the priest approached him. Is it because he's a, just a, you know, a, a mean type of, of dictator who's, you know, you know, I have the power and I'm just going to make these people just kind of do exactly what I, I want. No, that, that's, that's not it. For, I mean, we could understand how somebody might, might have that, that, that view, but that's why it's important that we understand what worship is. Right, Because we worship God according to His revelation of Himself, not how we think God should be. And so if our view of God does not line up with Scripture and how He has revealed Himself, then, then we have made an, an idol, because that is not the God of, of the Bible. And so we must approach God on His terms, and, and the, uh, as did the... Old Testament priests. In fact, it was uh, so severe of a punishment that if they were to mess up, they could be struck down dead right, right then. In fact, in Leviticus chapter 10, uh, we read these words, Now Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron in the priestly family, each took his censer and put fire in it, and they laid incense on it. And what did they do? They offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. They took it upon themselves to say, you know what? Hey, we're ready. Let's get this incense going. And what happened in verse 2? It says, fire came out from before the Lord, and it consumed them. And they died before the Lord. (laughs) Then verse 3, then Moses said to Aaron, this is what the Lord said, among those who are near me, I will be sanctified. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. And Moses called Mishael and Elzaphan, the sons of Uaziel, the uncle of Aaron, and said to them, come near, carry your brothers away from the front of the sanctuary and out of the camp. Now, could you imagine being called to come and to, to carry out your, your, your brothers to, who had been struck down dead by God because they approached him in an unauthorized, an unauthorized manner? I mean, can you imagine how scared they must have been? That would not be a task that I would, that I would want to do. But they did so out of obedience. God. See, the most sacred place for the Israelites was was the Holy of Holies inside of of the temple. And only one person was allowed inside of these Holy of Holies. And it was the high priest. Not only was he only allowed in it, but he could only enter one day of the year on the Day of Atonement. But he couldn't just 
come in, wake up that morning and go in. No, he had to follow all of those protocols. In fact, some Jewish historians say that, that, that the high priest, a part of his, his uh, priestly garments, wore a, a belt uh, uh, with a rope around his, around his waist. Uh, and it wasn't to keep his pants up. No, it was because if he didn't do everything just exactly as God had instructed him, he could be struck down dead right there. Now, I think, well, okay. But if we know that the Holy of Holies, only the high priest could enter. So if he were to be struck down dead, then nobody could go in and, and retrieve his body. So, you know, can you imagine being the, the guy on the other side of the curtain that had to, to, to pull, the, to pull uh, the body of the high priest out? Now, look, I mean, being a pastor can be, be stressful, but I don't know if I could ever handle that kind of of stress, knowing that one mess up, one thing that I do wrong, that God could could just strike me down, down dead. And yes, it does seem seem harsh, but the importance for us to see is that God cares deeply how we worship Him. He cares greatly how we approach Him. We must approach Him on his terms, not on on our terms. So once again, we go back to our definition. Our worship is our response to God's revelation of who he is and what he has done. When I was uh, moved to um, Lawrenceburg, I was in, 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 in high school and it's kind of tough. It's always tough going to a, a, a new school. Um, but, you know, a lot of times if you grow up in, in the same school, you're, you're already familiar with it. And usually, you know, you have the preview days. You get to go and be escorted in by and, and kind of get a lay of the land. You get to meet all the new teachers and you get to know where everything is. And you probably, you know, get uh, get, get acquainted with, with where you are. Well, we moved in the middle of, of my, I was a junior in high school. And so I remember going to um, school there in Anderson County, and the, the first day I was scared to death. I was like, where is my, my homeroom? You know, who is my homeroom teacher trying to, you know, I had my schedule all printed out because I wanted to make sure that I went there. Okay, you've only got this amount of time in between classes. You have to go here and, 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 and there. And, and so we, we uh, um, you're just kind of un, uneasy. And then it's like, okay, where's my locker? And like, do I know the combination you've got? And yeah, I mean, you're one of those guys. And it's one thing being a freshman, you know, because you're supposed to. But here I was, a a a junior, uh, being that kind of a uh, uh, person. But by the time that I was a senior, I thought I owned the school. I thought, in fact, I was voted Mr. Anderson County High School. Not to toot my own horn a little bit, but. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I got my picture in the yearbook and, and everything. Uh, but I remember one time in particular, I was uh, I was in the hall with one of my uh, with one of my friends one day, and I mean, we weren't doing anything bad. I mean, in fact, the teacher let us uh, out of class because they were you know just kind of uh, studying on our own. And and the assistant principal came by and he asked, he said, um, he said, do you all have a purpose for being out? And we're like, well, Miss So and So said we could you know uh, be out here. And he's like, well, do you have a hall pass? And I'm like, uh, no, no, we don't, no, we don't 
didn't see a need for a hall pass because, you know, we're seniors and, you know, this is our school. Uh, and I'm just like, hey, Mr. Anderson County right here, you know, but... Uh, <laughs> And we didn't get any trouble that day, but but this assistant principal made sure that we knew our place because we got a little too comfortable in our role of where we were in 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 school. That line was kind of blurred between uh, student and what a faculty or whatever you want to call it, and and um, and, and so. But the assistant principal graciously uh, uh, helped us to realize that no matter how familiar we were with the school, no matter where we knew where to go, how we could talk the teachers into pretty much letting us do whatever we wanted, (laughs) um, that we were still students and that we had to follow the rules. And sometimes, sometimes we can become too comfortable with the holiness of God that we forget that how we worship Him matters. And when we do that, we begin to think of worship in in, in our terms. We talked a little bit about that last week. It's, it's what our preferences are, whether that be in a, a corporate worship setting or in how we we just live our everyday lives, right? We, we always think of worship as doing things that we enjoy. But could you imagine being the brothers that had to carry the dead bodies of your siblings because of their disobedience? That too was an act of, of worship. Now, in 2021, it's, we really don't have to fear about being struck down dead because we we didn't use the right faucet to, to wash our, our hands or didn't clean off our, our shoes well enough before we, we came in, in, into the church, although my mama would probably scold me if I didn't, you know, wipe my feet off on the mat before I, I came in. We don't have to worry about wearing the wrong item of, of clothing to, and then we end up singing a song, holy, 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 and then all of a sudden, you look next to you, and somebody's just laying there, and you have to carry them out. That's not our reality now. But I do contend, I do contend that God requires more of us than our Sunday best. In the new covenant that we are in, in this post-resurrection of, of Jesus, we are no longer bound by uh, the, the, the law of the Old Testament. The temple is uh, gone. But that still does not mean that God does not require certain things of us. As we continue to unpack through this series, we're going to look into more detail what that looks like within the church, but also within our own lives. And, and so we know that we worship differently than they did in the Old Testament, and that is because we have access to God unlike the Old Testament people. Now, we are not 
priests in the sense of from the tribe of Aaron. No, we are far greater than priests. We are sons and daughters of God. For it is Jesus who changed the way that we approach him. Jesus, say it changes everything, and most importantly, he changes how we can come before a good and a holy God. In Hebrews chapter 9, verses 11 through 14, we read these words, but when Christ appeared as a high priest of the good things that have to come, then through the greater and more perfect tent, right, tabernacle, not made with hands, that is, not of this creation, he entered once and for all into the holy places, not by the means of goat blood of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing an eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and bulls and the sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of a heifer sanctify for the purification of the flesh, how much? More with the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without blemish to purify our conscience from dead works to serve the living God. We approach God through His son, Jesus, for when Jesus died on the cross, the curtain that was separating God's people from the Holy of Holies, from his very presence was torn in two. No longer do we have to go through the high priest to offer our petitions before God, to offer sacrifices for our forgiveness for our sins. No, we have access to God himself. But we don't approach him on our own. No, we are ushered into the very presence of God through his son who came to dwell among us, to live the perfect, sinless, the, 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 um, the, the, without any blemish, the life that we couldn't live. And he died the sinner's death that we deserve, but he defeated death when he rose from the grave. So Jesus is our Savior and Lord, but he is our access to God the Father. And so you cannot worship God apart from his Son. Now the uh, head principal of our high school was a different one than the one that, you know, um, caught us there in the the hallway that day, Uh, was was a deacon in our, in our, our, our church. And uh, Mr. Schwartz, and um, and uh, you know it has its perks. You know, being close and going to church with uh, with your your principal. It's also kind of downsized because you know he's got your dad's number on on speed dial, so you can't get away with much. But uh, there would be times where Mr. Schwartz would would call me out of class, and um, sometimes he had a specific task. Other times he just you know hey just a um, I guess you know a perk of of our relationship. But whenever I was in the hallway 
walking with Mr. Swartz. No, and nobody ever came up to me and said, uh, where's, your, where's your hall pass? Nobody said, are you supposed to be, are you supposed to be out here? Why aren't you in, in class? They never asked those questions. Not because, you know what, I had changed and I had done something, you know, great. I had, you know, gone from being a student to a, a teacher or, you know, they were afraid of me or anything. No, it was because of who I was with. For I was with the principal and they weren't going to, to question their boss as to what he was, was why I was, was with him. And when you trust Jesus as your Savior and Lord, He ushers you in to the throne room of God. To the very presence of that with which no one could see God the Father and and live. And, And when Moses caught a glimpse of Him, he went blind. And this is the same God who the burning bush told Moses to take off your shoes for you are standing on on holy ground. You and I, those who have trusted in Christ as our Savior and Lord, have an access to the Father that those before us did not have. And it's not because times are different. It's not because things have have changed. It's not because we're more intellectual than people were back then or we're more sophisticated or we have, you know, we can understand things. No, it is because of Jesus. And when you're in the presence of God, you're not there as a visitor you don't have to have a, a hall pass or a, a sticker that 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 gains you entrance that but it kind of tells you that you know what you're just you're just here temporarily now we are able to be in the presence of God through Salvation by Jesus Christ, our mediator, because we're part of the family. And so being a follower of Jesus, being a member of Central Baptist Church, is far more than just agreeing to a a, a set of certain beliefs, although we, we do that. It's far more than, you know, it's saying, all right, this is what's expected of me. I need to to do this, although we do expect things. It's far more of just, you know what, hey, this is just something that I, I do. No, being a part of the church means that you are a part of the family. The family of God, but also the family family of us together. We call ourselves brothers 
and sisters in Christ. And, and to the outside world, that sounds, that sounds weird. Go around and call, hey, brother, brother. And, you know, I mean, I find myself, I get on the phone and, you know, I'm talking to, saying, hey, brother, how you doing? And I'm like, brother, no. But in Christ, we are brothers and sisters. And so has Paul told the Romans that when others rejoice, we rejoice. And when others mourn, we mourn because when the family's hurting, we, we too experience that pain. We're part of the family, not... Because of what we bring to the table. But because you were bought with the blood of Christ. Now, the old covenant was the, the, the covenant of the law. I think it didn't, you know, the, it most notably expressed in, in the Ten Commandments. Right? And, and people were required to live by, by the law. But we know that the law was not intended to be law because we live, serve a holy God and a holy God can accept nothing but perfection. Nothing but a, with anything without a, a blemish on it. We know that Nobody can ever live up to, to the law for anybody told a lie. Anybody stolen, anybody taking the Lord's name in, in vain, go line by line by line. We don't approach God like we are keeping the law, like we're doing our duty to, to, to get to a, a, a certain level with which he would say, all right, man, you have now arrived. You, you've done a good job. No, the only way we approach God is by saying, look, there's nothing that I can bring, but, but to the cross I cling. Now, we might think that, all right, well, so, you know, we don't have to follow the, the law. We don't, and I'm not saying that at, at all. But what I'm saying is the freedom to worship that we have in Christ demands more of us than what the law demands. I mean, who, you know, a lot of people got their, their stimulus uh, checks, right? The law was passed in order to, to, to give you those uh, checks. And uh, how many of you said, you know what? Hey, you know, I, I just, I know this is what the law, and it, it's for my good, but you know what? I'm going to go above and beyond the law. I'm going to give it back. Or let's take it tax time coming up here. We've got an extra month. Anybody ever said, you know what? This is what. You know what I've done, all the deductions and everything. This is what I owe, but you know what? I really feel like I should go above and beyond the law and give more to Uncle Sam. No. 
Because when we follow the law, right, it's about doing the, the bare minimum. <laughs> hey, we, we, we want to, you know, obviously we want to be good citizens and do our part, but you know what, I'll, you know, maybe there's a tax cut or say you put a little money in my pocket, I don't complain. But the freedom that we have in Christ. While, while he, yes, it does demand more of us. It is a far oh, beautiful thing. For we worship God for not in order to earn his favor. But we worship him out of a response of what he has done. And when we begin to view God through that lens, when we begin to see worship, not as, all right, what's the, what do I need to do to be acceptable? What do I need to do to where people won't, you know, look, you know, think that, you know, hey, you know, obviously I don't want to be a holy roller, super Christian over there. That's fine for those people. That's just not me. But, but at the same time, you don't want to be seen as, can you believe he goes to church? You know, I mean, you know, you want to be right somewhere in, you want to be somewhere in the middle. No, but through Jesus, look, we can worship with full abandon because we are saved. By the blood of the Lamb. And I love Psalm 37.4. I have a life verse. I guess it would be, be this. Psalmist says, David here says, Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. When we are truly worshiping God for who he is, for what he has done, when we are delighting in the God of the Bible who has revealed himself in creation, in his word, through the Holy Spirit, through his son Jesus, when we delight in that God, when we worship him, He says, he will give you the desires of your heart. You want to experience freedom? Freedom comes through worship of God. Comes worship to his revelation of who he is and what he has done. Pastor Adam again, thank you for listening to this message. Do you feel God working in your heart? Is he calling you to be saved? Are you ready to follow Jesus? If so, we want to hear from you. Reach out to us on our website at cbcmaysville.com or on our prayer hotline at 305-707-PRAY. That's 305-707-7729. We want to connect with you to send you some free resources to help you to know what it looks like to follow Jesus. And I would love to hear your feedback on our sermon podcast. You can email me personally at adam at adamburton.net. 
And don't forget both our online church service at cbcmaysville.com and on Facebook, as well as our in-person service every Sunday at 1045. I'll be there, and I hope you are too. Well, I look forward to joining you again next week for Central Baptist Church's Sermon Podcast. God bless.